Welcome to Hope Inside Me, a podcast on healing. Here we talk real life and focus on how to heal and grow into the person we were meant to be, in spite of the hard stuff. I'm your host, Shannon Hoyt, and I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Welcome, friends, to our new episode of Hope Inside Me, Season 2. And this episode is actually the audio from a masterclass that I held a few weeks ago called Becoming Unwearied. And it was just a deep dive into burnout and what that looks like and how to how to really be proactive in understanding burnout, how it affects us, and how to also be preemptive in reaching that place and how to take care of ourselves. So I hope you enjoyed this chat and yeah, let's dive right in. So let's jump right in. Um, the heart of this is that not to add on to anyone's plate, right? We have lots of full plates, um, but really at the end of this, that you won't leave with a to-do list or leave with like, oh, I got to do this and this. And I feel so, you know, behind or there's things I need to do, but that you'll, that you'll come to the end of this feeling at peace and with tools that you can use to move forward and to use in your life. Um, the heart of this, just a little behind the scenes is that, so I, my history of career is in nonprofits, but specifically in social work. Um, so I spent years working with, first with teenagers that were incarcerated and then for a long time with the homeless and with social services that way, um, with homeless families and kids and spent some time living in Haiti. So kind of had a, a long history of working in social services and in social services and in the education for social services, it's always talked about with burnout. Like it's very um, just taught to workers to always keep in check with yourself to make sure that are you doing okay? Because it's basically you're being exposed to trauma every day in social work, right? So there is a lot of education, most good jobs that you have that are really honoring social workers. Um, they spend a lot of time training on this stuff. So at one point when I was more not doing the hands-on work of social work, but more managing at the upper levels, um, most of my time was also spent checking in with my social workers and having the knowledge of burnout and, and what to look for helped me be able to, to kind of check them too sometimes. Um, because as you'll learn today, a lot of times burnout is a sneaky little devil and you do not know it's coming. Um, so, um, so I've been on both sides. I've been the doer on the ground being the one burnt out. And then I've been the, um, and experiencing that trauma. And then I've been on the upper level where I've helped people walk through that. Um, but the reality is, is that the world is getting to a place where, we are experiencing that trauma. We are as just normal citizens in the world and humans going through trauma because of, you know, the variety of things, the access to the news, the internet, all that's happening in the world, that sort of thing. So what you're seeing is there's a need for us to know 
this education and this information where we may not have needed it years ago. So what is taught to kind of like social workers and first responders as um, tools and methods on how to not have burnout and how to deal with trauma um, really, I think needs to be taught probably more at a normal level now in like a public level. So that's what we're going to talk about today is kind of tapping the surface. I kind of gave us 30 minutes, um, because I didn't want it. I really wanted to like punch out what you need to know. And then if you get to a point where you want to dive deeper, um, or you can, I'll give you some things to research and stuff if you wanted to go more, but, um, so that's kind of just a little bit about me and my background and experience. Um, I was having a conversation last week with some amazing ladies who are on here. Hi. Some of them. Um, and it was just, that was the feeling. It's like just overwhelm and this burnout and stress and what do you do? And at the heart of this is that I believe that all of us here watching the replay too, you are here on this earth at this time for a reason, and you have the ability to make such an amazing impact, but you're not going to be able to do that if you're in that burnout stage. So knowing how to minimize burnout and how to see the red flags of it coming is honestly such an amazing way to make sure that you are still in that space where you can use your own power to create an impact in the world. Um, so let's dive in. We're first going to talk about what is burnout because it is, a, it's different. It is, it is not stress. Okay. So, um, let's kind of just compare a couple of things from stress and burnout. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes just to make sure I, I mention everything I want. Um, you, I kind of like to think of it. It is not like a, a wheel where you spin and you're like, oh, I'm stressed today or, oh, I'm burned out today. Right. They, they don't exist one in the other. I like to think of it as almost like if you were walking down a path, like if you had a mile long path in front of you, that first half mile, it's almost like a linear grid, right? Of like, maybe you're 20% stressed, but then if you keep walking into the stress land, you're going to finally hit burnout, but you can't just jump to burnout, right? you have to have some levels of stress happening in your life. And then it kind of, you find, you hit that tipping point. It is very sneaky. Um, so here are some just different differentiations. So you can kind of know um, in stress, your emotions are often overreactive. So you'll feel anxious. You'll feel like maybe like, up and down over like just overreactive um, or overactive. When you hit the burnout stage, your emotions are blunted. You almost become, you lose emotion about things. And so that's probably my biggest red flag that I know in myself is when I lose empathy. And we'll talk about that in a minute, a little deeper. Um, in stress, when you're in stress mode, you produce like this urgent hyperactivity, it feels very chaotic in your, like I always kind of check in. And if you're feeling chaotic in your soul and spirit, you're in stress mode. It actually comes out in your, in your humanness as, um, kind of like, um, 
like anxiety disorders, you know, a loss of a loss of energy, but then sometimes you get bursts of energy, but it feels again, that chaos, that chaos type, um, medically, um, when you, when you're in stress mode, your primary damage is actually physical. So it's going to be like high blood pressure, um, you know, that anxiety disorder, um, sometimes you'll even get panic attacks, that sort of thing. Um, when, and you you tend to be over-engaged, like, and you guys know, you know, you've seen the fran- the franticness and there are level, different levels of stress. I will say this. So sometimes you'll see it over exaggerated. And then oftentimes if you're in stress and you're operating in this, um, of like being over, overactive and urgent and feeling that chaos and it's subtle. And, and I think that's the, that's the kind that is really sneaky and hard to like, for example, and our society feeds into this when you're like, go, go, go all day. You feel like you're rushing around. You're, you're barking at your kids because there's so much going on, blah, blah, blah. That's stress that that's you and your stress, you know, walk on that journey. Um, so just kind of be cognizant of that, that there are different levels of stress. So sometimes it kind of sneaks up on you. When you get into burnout, it is characterized by disengagement. So it's almost the exact opposite, right? It's not that over-engagement chaotic. It is completely, it is disengaged. It is, um, your, again, your emotions are blunted. You almost get to a helplessness feeling and, and kind of hopeless. You lose your motivation. Um, the, the physicalness of it typically is detachment or slight depression. And it's interesting, the primary damage of, um, oh, I think my burn, I think my mowers are here. So I apologize for the noise. (laughs) Um, but it, it shows itself in your body. Burnout does in more of an emotional state. Okay. So it doesn't really impact, um, as much of your physical being, like for medical problems. Um, And I I have to say, again, my, when I am, my biggest red flag for me is that I lose empathy. And I first lose empathy for others. And then I lose empathy for myself. And that's always my biggest red flag when I know I'm like, hold up. I'm way too, you know, that's my biggest red flag. Now you, um, oh good. Kathy says she can't hear it. That's good. Um, now the biggest thing that I want you guys to understand, cause we're going to start talking about and going into a little bit of what, what to do with all of this is that every single person is different. So I'm going to give you some tools, but I'm also going to, really give you permission, you check in with yourself, just start looking at it like an experiment and just kind of check in with yourself and be like, where am I? Am I, how how am I feeling? Am I feeling that chaos over anxious, um, like want to over-engage and feeling like my, you know, anxiety, or am I, am I getting to the brink of feeling hopeless about this? And that allows you to kind of watch your trigger signs because everyone will have different red flags. 
Um, mine just happens to be that empathy piece. I just know, like when I start having that, I'm, I'm at burnout and now I can do a lot of things before I get there. And that's what I've learned to do over the years, which we'll talk about here in a minute, some preemptive things to do, but that's my biggest trigger of I've reached burnout stage is when I have no empathy. Um, so everyone's a little different. It really is just you checking in with yourself and kind of watching patterns. So let's talk about how we deal with burnout when we get there. Okay. Um, and then we'll back up a little and talk about how to be preemptive about it. Um, people will teach, they call it the three R's, um, is kind of your most normal teaching about burnout and what to do with it. Um, it is recognize, reverse, and resilience. We're going to talk about each of those a little bit. Um, so that's typically what you'll find in social work, um, teachings and stuff of, of how to deal with this. Um, so the first is what we just talked about to recognize your warning signs. Again, that looks different for everyone. Um, I personally would highly recommend just with everything going on in the world and knowing that we're all suffering on some level from some trauma, um, at least like weekly at the, at the, well, at most daily, but at the very least, probably weekly, you could do bi-weekly, but if you're, if you're, as long as you're like, um, actively taking care, you know, if you're actively doing the preemptive stuff that we'll talk about, then you can, you can lessen it out, but check, just take a moment and check in with yourself and just sit with yourself and say, how am I doing with all of this? You know? because you have to, again, start recognizing your warning signs. Um, so that's the first R. The second R is reverse. And that is, if you, again, we're talking about on that trail, if you've entered the last half mile of um, burnout and you're there, you can always choose to stop. You know, like when you're on a, when you're on a road or a, a trail, you can always choose to stop and turn around and you have to go back through where you've been and do the work to get out of it. And that's okay. But just immediately, wherever, whenever you realize, oh my gosh, I'm in burnout and I'm done, just stop, you know, take an assessment of where you are and then do the work to walk back in reverse. Um, some of those um, I'm just going to give you a, a little bit of a list of some things you can do to reverse um, when you're in burnout. Um, the biggest thing is if you're already in that burnout stage, if you are hopeless, you've lost hope, you're, you're done, you're checked out, you're just, um, you know, you don't have too much empathy, you feel like everything's hopeless, maybe a little depression, there's a lot of things that people will tell you to do. Um, and we'll go over some of those because I think that they're more preemptive than anything. But the number one thing that you need to do if you're in that space is you have to disconnect. You have to. Um, you have to rest. You have to disconnect. And that's going to look different for everyone. Um, and it's going to be dependent on your level of where you are with burnout. But if even if your day is so busy and you just are still running and you and you don't know what to do, it is imperative that you 
disconnect at some level. Um, I would highly recommend a couple days if you're to that level. Um, if you if you're you know just kind of seeing the warning signs and it, it may just say you know what every day for the next five days I'm going to take an hour to myself and I'm going to and I'm talking disconnect disconnect like you need to go lay on the grass somewhere <laughs> and stare at the, the at the sky um, that type of disconnect because you have to shut it all off to gain perspective when you're when you're past that point and in burnout it's a very weird thing and I don't know how, you know if you guys have um, experienced this and this is uh, for me and I, I feel like I'm pretty seasoned at this and seasoned through going through trauma but even for me I I will just keep going. It's like, you're on this hamster wheel and you just keep going. You just keep going. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I am done. You know, like I, I don't care about anyone. I don't care about anything. I'm just done. I, you know, and you just kind of get in this hamster wheel that you can't get off. So it is like, you've got to jump off. You've got to go and rest. Um, now we're going to talk about other little things, the preemptive things you can do, but to, to be honest, the number one thing I recommend for people is rest. If I had social workers who were like hitting the wall of dealing with stuff day after day, and they were just done, I would send them home and, and be like, do not come back until Thursday or whenever, because they have got to reset and recharge because you are of no good to anyone when you are like that. And it's almost, you get to a point in burnout, if you're, if you're kind of in way into it, where you're almost doing a disservice and to yourself and others by continuing to try to make it work because you get to a point where you'll lash out or you'll like, just totally lose it. That sort of thing. So just stop, like imagine yourself on that walk and just stopping your tracks and say, I'm not going any further. I'm going to, I'm going to turn around and make the decisions to get me back into a place of peace. Um, so some other things that you can do, again, I want you to check in with yourself because some of these will resonate and some of them won't. And over time, you view it as an experiment um, of things that will really work for you or not. Um, so one thing is talk to other people. This is one that I really think depends on the personality and it depends on who you have around you. But if you have someone not that can problem solve for you, but that you could even just say, I'm having a hard day and I'm, I'm to the point where I'm really burnt out and I just need to talk, but it's really a more of a, the, the strength in talking to someone is you being able to unload, not to get advice. Okay. Um, getting advice is okay, but when you're in that space of burnout, you don't hear that. You need to unload. You need to, you need to talk it out. You need to express all of your feelings. If you don't have someone that you can do that with, journaling is a huge thing. I prefer that just because I don't have a ton of close people around me and I'm, I'm very kind of introverted. So, um, but journaling is good. We talked about taking a break. The other thing that I like to do is reframe. This works really, really good for me. Yes, Lynette, compassionate listening. And that's like when you're dealing with someone who's going through that, you can look at them and just, and even say, would you prefer me to problem solve or just listen? Um, I, I like to do that because I'm a problem solver by nature. And so I'll jump to problem solving, but sometimes people don't need that. So yes, compassionate listening is huge. 
Um, but reframing is another really good thing to do. It's also, you can do that when you're writing things down. Um, it's sometimes I need to write things down to reframe them. So when you get into burnout, everything becomes hopeless. And like, I'm laughing because I literally felt like I was there last week um, where, and you have to reframe this and just, and remind yourself of truths. Okay. And say, I know life isn't this way for everyone. There is good in this world. And here are the truths that I know to prove that there are good in this world, you know? So reframing the situation and taking yourself out of that moment of hopelessness and saying, where can I find truth that actually proves what I'm thinking is wrong? You know, I feel hopelessness, but I have truth that I know is hope. Um, so just reframing that. Um, the next couple things that you can do just to kind of reverse and be preemptive about um, not getting to that burnout stage is limit negativity. Guys, I know this is so hard with social media, but it is beautiful when you get there. I years ago decided that I was going to curate my social media experience because <laughs> you can do that. You know what I mean? And I went through and unfollowed everyone. And I am very strategic about how I follow people, who I follow, what I see on social media, where to the point that I enjoy going on Instagram because I have curated such a positive experience that it actually fuels me up. So try to limit your negativity. That also includes in the workplace and surroundings and stuff and your own mind because sometimes we are our own negative Nancy in our mind. So really, I would say take an assessment when you, when you're feeling that stress of looking around saying, where are the negative like pit holes in my life and how do I get around that? You know, um, the, another thing you can do is find value. <laughs> and I, again, that's a little bit like reframing, but start looking for value in life. Um, even looking at those negative experiences or the, or the hopelessness that you feel, um, how can you, I guess it kind of goes both ways. Like how can you bring value to something? For example, this is really a um, good example. Last week when we were talking about the hopelessness that we felt right after the shooting of the school. And it was like, how can you bring value to this and do something? A lot of that is sometimes action steps of like, this is happening in the world, but I know that tomorrow I can do this, you know? And, and that kind of ties into the next one of just giving back with boundaries, I will say. Um, but how can you do something of value um, and put, put that out there? Because it really just becomes energy at that point, right? You are, you're doing something positive and you're reframing it. So it kind of blends everything together. Um, but just kind of looking at the situation, a lot of times I like to pretend when you get in burnout mode, it is very hard to see objectively. So step out. I like to pretend I'm in a movie, like, like close your eyes and step outside of your body and pretend that you are looking in on your life as a movie. And that will allow you to see things that you really can't see when you're in it. Um, and just say, how can I find value in, in, and be a value and also find the beauty in all of that, uh, all of what's going on. Um, 
The next one, which is a shout out to Kathy, because she'll love this one, is to create. And that's that can be part of your rest and getting away. When you are in burnout, go do something that brings you joy, that has nothing attached to it. That is just, there's no like wanting it to be perfect. There's no outcome or expectation, just something that brings you joy. That is so helpful. So if you can include like a rest day and also include something like that brings you joy in that, and that creates something, it's really, really helpful in getting back to a good mindset. Um, I will say again, um, it's that, it's that spectrum of that walk, you know, the, the, all those things we just talked about, you can do when you're feeling just stressed. You don't have to wait till you get to the burnout. Actually, it's very, very important that you do those when you are feeling that, okay, I'm stressed and I'm, I'm getting to the point that I need to really make sure that I'm, I'm checking in with myself, start doing some of those things then, because what that's going to do is that's going to stop you from going into that full on burnout. Right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about emotional intelligence and then we'll kind of wrap it up. This is the resilience part of the three R's and that is building up our emotional intelligence to the point that we are more resilient to burnout because of how we're handling our day-to-day lives. Um, Is, and we've talked a little bit about this already, but it really does come down to having emotional intelligence um, as you walk through life. And there are some days that you don't have that and you want to throw a pity party and that's okay. Um, You know, feel that and then move on. Um, But it really is just about um, making, making time for you doing the things that bring you joy on a daily basis. Um, even simple things, you know, like getting up in the morning and making sure you have your tea and read a book, you know, like having perspective, pouring into yourself allows you to have that emotional intelligence so that you can keep yourself steady and help others. Because if you don't pour into yourself and have that emotional intelligence to check in, what, what do you do? You, you, feel that chaos. You feel that chaos. You have stress, you have stress. And then all of a sudden you're burnt out and you just, you're done. You know, you have no empathy for yourself or anyone, and then you're of no use. So it really is. I have read this some time ago and I just really have embodied it of like my whole life. I was told that like helping others was the unselfish thing to do. And so by process of elimination, it was like, okay, well then taking care of me is selfish, right? It is actually the exact opposite. You taking care of yourself is the most unselfish thing you can do because if you choose not to take care of yourself and you keep giving to others, you are giving them the leftovers and you're going to get to a point where you're actually giving them not good stuff because you're in such a bitter emotional, you know, state. So it is actually a very unselfish act to take care of yourself. It allows you to stay in that emotional intelligence space and move forward and be able to still help other people because you're helping yourself. 
if you don't do that, then you're going to go down that journey of that, that mile walk, and you're going to end up in burnout land, and you're not going to be of any help to anyone, you know? So emotional intelligence, reducing your stress on an ongoing basis, paying attention to your thoughts um, and your feelings, knowing that you are going to have hard days, feel that and move on. Um, improve your relationships. Look at those negativity potholes around your life and, and figure out how to make them less. Um, to the point that sometimes people will be offended and that is okay. You know, you have to take care of you. Rediscover joy, find joy and meaning in life and work, whether that's giving back with boundaries, always, you know, creating, giving value to the world, um, increasing your overall health and happiness. All of those things lead to that emotion, that being able to be emotionally intelligent about, about where you are so that you can keep yourself out of burnout. So, um, kind of wrapping up, that was, um, that was really all I wanted to share. I hope that was helpful for you guys, um, wh wherever you are in the spectrum. And I hope that you're standing there and feeling I'm good, you know, like I'm, I'm doing all of this and I'm, I'm okay. Um, but if you aren't start doing these things, start just checking in with yourself. Th this world right now is so, in our face with trauma every day now, and it wears on us more than you realize. Um, and it's sneaky. I'm telling you, burnout is the most sneakiest thing ever. There have been, I, I literally remind, remember being in the car one day, it had been just a crazy, like last few months. And I was just like, totally like disconnected and blah. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, Oh my God, of course it's just burnout. It's not, I'm not dying. I'm not overwhelmed or, you know, I'm not like mad at need all this stuff. Like I've been making all this stuff in my head trying to figure this out. And I'm like, no, I just need rest. Like I just need to take care of myself. And so um, it's sneaky, but I, knowing these things and being able to kind of watch for red flags and check in with yourself and taking care of your emotional intelligence makes the world of difference and will allow you to be the amazing human that you are and impact the world, um, even more so.